Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls from Terra Running Company in Cleveland, Tennessee. Each week we interview a different runner from our community, aiming to inspire listeners through our guests' stories and experiences. In this episode, we chat with Dr. Bill Estes. Dr. Estes is not only the Dean of Lee University's College of Education, he is also the City Councilman for Cleveland's District 2. Dr. Estes has been a key part of creating a runner-friendly Cleveland for many years. Beyond his work helping make the Cleveland Greenway system a reality, he has also served as the race director of Cleveland's longest standing road race, the 65 Roses 5K, since its very beginning in 2003. Listen in to hear about Dr. Estes' own running experience, where the Cleveland Greenway system is headed next, how he became friends with Meb Kofleski, and more on this week's episode of the Terror Girls Podcast. The Terror Girls Podcast is supported by Terror Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at terrorrunning.com. We are back for episode two, season two, with our special guest, the one and only Dr. Bill Estes. Welcome. Yay, welcome. Yay. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> We're excited to have you. We are. Bill has a wealth of knowledge about running and Cleveland, and yeah, we're excited to get started. In the intersection of those two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cleveland and running, yep. Yeah. Okay, before we get into it, though, we have to start with our warm-up. So we okay. want to get you uh, warmed up and comfortable in the Terra Girls podcast studio. So we're going to ask you a couple questions that have nothing to do with anything. All right. Nice. A little bit. A little bit has to do with running, maybe. Some, some are related. Okay. Okay. It's okay. Um, first question. What is your favorite thing to eat before, during, or after a run? Uh, before a run, toasted peanut butter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And normally one piece, not two pieces. One okay. piece is of, of toasted peanut butter. During runs, I think vanilla whatever. If I if, okay. if I run long, if I ever run more than an hour, I normally do try to take a gel or a goo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Vanilla is my preference. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. After a run, uh, it doesn't matter, but after a long run, I love it when Virginia makes a bowl of grits with two scrambled eggs on top and then dry toast. Ooh. And it's Ooh. warm and it's hot, you know, and and it's awesome. I mean, I just... That sounds good. Big, yeah, a big bowl of grits with, with scrambled eggs and dry toast. Wow. That makes you sound su- very Southern. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome on a Saturday or Sunday morning. You uh-huh. Know? Yeah. yeah, I don't do, usually do grits, but that sounds like... Like, it would taste awesome after a run. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever made grits ever. Like, no, I've never made them. Instant grits are fine. You know, okay. just a little package mm-hmm. or, or out of a box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instant grits are fine. Interesting. Um, Even when I accidentally get them at Cracker Barrel, I, like, turn my nose up at them. Maybe oh, just because really? they Cracker look... Barrel, they've got, like, the cheese in them, right? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I never tried them. <laughs> <laughs> You've never okay. tried them and you turn your nose up. I Yeah, they just them. look good, you know? Mm, that's um, We'll need to hit Virginia up for... An after run snack, just like that. All right, favorite season and why? Oh, definitely fall. Um, I like I like the smells of fall. I like the rhythms of fall. I like a, I don't mind being in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about fall is great. Indian summer days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and uh, in the fall I'll. I'll run, I'll get out, and I'll hunt. You know, it's, I'm just outside a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's always been my favorite. 
It's a Always. great, it's a great choice. Mm-hmm. You really can't go wrong with fall. Yeah, we have a good. It's often short, but we all we have a good fall season here. Mm-hmm. Like, see, I think here, living in different places, fall here lasts through Christmas because it right. doesn't get cold till January. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, Christmas, it was 50, 60 degrees a couple of days. That's you know, so, so true. Fall to me uh, is so much longer here. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, we have another food question because, right. of course. Okay. Um, I'm not a foodie, so. Hey, that's okay. We I still apologize. want. We uh-huh. still want your your thoughts. So, do you prefer salty, sweet, or spicy? So, used to probably be spicy, but as I've gotten older, it's more salty. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite salty snack? Um, I I get uh, peanuts when I travel. Okay. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I get a bag or even a whole jug of peanuts Mm -hmm. when I travel. Have you ever had those pistachios that come without the shell on them? Nope. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Is it really a pistachio if it does not have a shell? Absolutely. Is it green? Yeah. It's just the inside. They have... Someone has sat there and pre-shelled all of them for you and then put them in a bag and you pay three times as much and they are so good. Are they like flavored or... They're salted. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. They're very good. Mm. You like salty. That's my favorite. All right. You get to invent a holiday that everyone has to celebrate. What is it and when is it? A holiday? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I would call it, let's say, a holiday of good stewardship theory where everybody has to be good stewards. That doesn't mean hoard and cut taxes and not spend money, but actually invest in the future. And it would have to be in the fall, since fall is my favorite uh-huh. time. And it'd be sometime around Thanksgiving, because we're thankful. And so what do we do? We invest in the future. So call it Good Stewardship Day. That's such a good answer. Yeah. Have you been asked that before? Nope. Just came to me. Wow. Amazing. What a good Spoken answer. like a true councilman. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm proud to know you. You let me know when it is, and I'll celebrate it. Yeah. Everybody has to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone. Yes, you're right. That's true. That was the question. Yeah. Everyone has to. All right. This one's a controversial question. I doubt um, it. What is your preferred beverage? Coffee, tea, or soda? Pop. Brittany thinks it's pop. <laughs> I think it's soda because I I'm wrote right. the question and I said pop, so and she we, was like, "I don't know that." We only call them cokes my whole life. <laughs> Are so, you from the south? Yeah. Well, I was born in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I like two cups of coffee before six a.m. every morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if like once every two or three months, I'll get a caramel some caramel macchiato mm-hmm. or something like that yep. uh, decaf okay. you know, mm-hmm. in the afternoon <clears throat> if there's a reason for it mm-hmm. it's good so yeah I like I do like coffee um, I don't think I'm a snob but no that's great yeah. do you drink pop slash soda slash coke I try not to mm-hmm. uh, for a while I was doing one a week now mm-hmm. I maybe do one every month mm-hmm. I like it with um I like I like Mexican Coke at Nella's. Mm-hmm. I like yes. uh, I like it with Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, takeout if I had to bring it home. Yep. Um, and sometimes on Sunday afternoons, popcorn and a caffeine free Coke is mm. just mm. perfect. You know, to take a nap. Yeah. Take it and take a nap. You know, yep. that in the afternoon. Good. Yeah. Sounds good. It does. Yeah, I've been I've been doing Coke. Maybe only out once a month, or if I'm traveling or something. Yeah, because I'm so much better when yes you regulate yep. them. Yes, yep. when you make it a treat. Yeah. yeah, or else I'm like 
been addicted immediately. So this is a running podcast? I know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You wouldn't know it if you only listened to our warm-ups. We were hungry when we made these warm-up questions, (laughs) and then we do the same warm-up questions the whole season, so we're committed. So someone probably should have had a snack before they wrote these, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm not mad about it. pretty us, yeah. The Terror Girls podcast is brought to you by Cleveland Coffee and Market, your place for treats and gifts downtown. Located on 1st Street, we're open 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day of the week. Cleveland Coffee and Market, your place for coffee downtown. All right, so we're going to get into the meat of the podcast now and ask you a couple questions, maybe more related to running, if you're you're interested in it. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey with running? So I never did I run. I hated running when I played basketball. We all had to run, I think, like a... 545 minute mile from our freshman year on if you were a guard you had to break a 545 mile every august september Mm -hmm. every day not just once but every day you had to go out and run sub 545 or 530 i can't remember Mm -hmm. hated so you you hated running in college i didn't even get asked to try out on the basketball team from the developmental squad i got cut from the soccer team so i played college golf so isn't that funny? I mean, so I was, I was, I, and I was solidly the fifth man, right? I, I got, I was just good enough to make the travel team mm-hmm. in college. And uh, I would ref basketball games all winter for money. Every weekend I would ref ball games, four or five games a weekend. And so I was continually running all the time. And so when some, for some reason, I just, I did it in my senior year and right after college, I just, I wasn't exercising as much. And so I started running and I would go out and I would just, okay, eight minute miles. So I would just run eight minute miles every time I went anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I didn't even run. I used to go out and, well, I've got to break 45. So I'd always break 45 for every 10K. You know, and I just, okay, I can go do that. You know, and my body, to think that I could do that at 22, uh-huh. you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm so far from that you know, nonchalant standard. Right, right. So I got into it. When I was out of college and I wasn't doing anything anymore and I would run a little bit or just to play sports or to ref or or just because people were doing it, um, I blew out my knee mm. playing indoor soccer. So my rehab, I was riding bikes. And so I was biking with triathletes. Um, well, first of all, I had to swim. I had a really, really bad knee mm. injury, um, a little more than just an ACL. And so for like six weeks, I had to, I couldn't walk and I could only swim. And then uh, the rehab, and then they finally let me on the bike. And so I wasn't able to run literally for like 18 months. They wouldn't let me run. So after that, and my triathlon friends, I started running more. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, when you go to grad school, yeah, you run because you just, you got to sweat. I mean, it's it's Mm -hmm. a really weird mental rhythm you get into, Mm -hmm. you know, every day between work and studies. And there's the pressures. So I think that's kind of how I got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so personally, when I came here, I'd kind of given up on it. would just do it, you know, if I wanted to or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I knew people in town. Can I go ahead and move into maybe the Greenway? And yeah, Greenway? absolutely. Because so, I think these, these, these kind of dovetail each other. Uh, people, Richard Banks, uh, right down here, he, he knew I ran. Because he, he and Amy would be out walking. They'd see me running in the morning. And so... In 2003, he asked if I would serve on the Greenway Committee. There was one little stretch of the Greenway there in front of the Church of God headquarters. Mm-hmm. And people were like, where's it going? What's that for? What a waste, you know? And 
And, I, I, you know, I'd traveled enough and lived in enough places. I'd seen amazing greenways, rails to trails up in Wisconsin and then Colorado, North Carolina. There have been so many places where, in, at the time, Chattanooga was starting to expand theirs down the river walk. Mm-hmm. So the greenway and uh, at the same time I got put on the, right before I got put on the greenway board, uh, Vanessa and Jerome Hammond had twins, and they're, they're a year ahead of our kids, but they all kind of grew up together, played soccer together, and one of their sons has cystic fibrosis. So we would go to Chattanooga for the Great Strides walk, mm-hmm. but there were so many Clevelanders going down to walk, Vanessa and Jerome decided, let's put a Great Strides event here in town. And so for two years, and I think it was 2000, 2001, or 2001, 2002, I'd have to go look back. We had a 5K walk because Great Strides wanted you to do a 5 or a 10K walk. I think it was a 10K walk and we had a 5K route we did twice. But I've noticed that so many people were running the walk rather than walking it. So I asked Vanessa, hey, why don't we put on a 5K as well? And so that's when we did 20, 21, 22 years ago. And that's kind of how the, it's called the uh, 65 Roses 5K, kids with the, disease of cystic fibrosis sometimes can't say cystic fibrosis it comes out the 65 roses disease that's how we came up with the name and it's just uh at the time when we started in i think 2002 2003 somewhere in there there was only nine races in the whole chattanooga area on the race calendar wow. only nine it's amazing there's, there's 18 a month almost right. now i mean it's, right. it's crazy how many races there are every weekend and different st- kinds of races mm-hmm. so the chattanooga track club kind of helped me they gave me some a sheet of, hey you need to do this so do everything on the sheet and you'll be successful so the first year we had 125 the next year 250 the third year we had 500 and then we hit 700 i mean it was just uh some somewhere in the late 2009 10 11 we had 900 actual finishers wow it's amazing um, but then the running boom hit, and so mm-hmm. there, we, we have never had our race in the last decade where we haven't been up against the adult run in Dalton or a run in Chattanooga mm-hmm. or even two runs on mm-hmm. the same weekend. It's just, but we have to go around Lee's calendar. I mean, Lee, we couldn't do this without the help of Lee University, mm-hmm. both uh, financially, both, you know, all the student help that we mm-hmm. get because to put on a quality race, it is all about volunteers. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. We would we, know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and we can't, you can't do it without great police coverage and the mm-hmm. city police. Yep. So I, I kind of, all this kind of came into one. You know, I came here, I have young kids, you know, you work, and I just, I'm, I don't sleep well, so I'm up early, so I just would run, and, and it just kind of, being on the greenway, getting to know other runners in town, we started group chats, and so every morning we would just meet at 5.30 every morning, and sometimes we'd choose different places, and there was a group of maybe 15 of us on the chat, and there was always five to ten people that would meet six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, it's been great to see the Greenway uh, expand. You know, another person who has a really interesting running story, if you want to inspire people, would be Cameron Fisher, because mm-hmm. he kind of came into that at this time. He ran his first 5K. Matt Ryerson ran his mm-hmm. first 5K, and now, you know, Matt Ryerson's on the street. Cameron mm-hmm. has taken the Greenway board to unbelievable levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, if Tara has come to town, I mean, it's just the whole culture has changed, and it's a healthy running community that's very diverse. Mm-hmm. People don't know just how good of trail running we have around here right? to, yeah. to try that out. And, and with the Rock Creek Series, if you really wanted to race some of those, I know that's the Gorge Brown is coming up. I love that race. Although there's no way my knee could handle it now. <laughs> that was one of my favorite races mm-hmm. <clears throat> back, you know, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, that's kind of how I got into running here. And and now I, um, I've had two knee surgeries and, and one heart surgery. So I'm just kind of running every other day at a very slow pace. And <clears throat> um, I wear a heart rate monitor and I kind of gauge things off that. And it's more about health and just freeing my mind. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland has such a rich running history, even before... Tara. I mean, there was a lot that happened and a lot of investment in the Greenway and a lot of people who were doing it long before Tara was here, that it's it's so cool to learn about that history, see the investment that's continued to be made and, and continues to be made now for the future of the, expanding the Greenway. Um, so that's that's really cool to hear. Yeah. 65 Roses is, I think, the oldest running event in Cleveland, right? There oh, was yeah. no other running events at the time in Cleveland, which is awesome. I mean, there are people... We run into people all the time who have done it for years, years so, and years. Let me, let me, yeah, I love that. I love seeing. There's probably a hundred people that mm-hmm. run. You see, you know, they're there every year. Yep. Think. Of, I want to speak and praise Cleveland for a second, mm-hmm. and it's not just the running community, but the Cleveland community. We've raised one point two five million dollars in the last twenty years. It's I amazing. Mean, mm-hmm. Over. Um, Five quarter of a million dollars. That's mm-hmm. just, and it's all gone straight to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Mm-hmm. That's this community saying, "Yeah, we we like Lee. We like this event. We like, you know, and this, and it's a quality event, and we want to be associated with it. And it brings people out, and it's kid oriented too. I don't mm-hmm. think people understand just how family and kid oriented this run is. Mm-hmm. You know, from the elementary schools to girls on the run to uh, it's a kid's a disease, right? Mm-hmm. CF is a kid's disease. So it's really had this youth emphasis. And so kudos to Cleveland, right? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, there's so much more than just a runners or a, run, or a greenway. It's a lot of things that have come together well. And I think that adds greatly to the quality of life Yeah, for all of us. Definitely. For all of us. Yeah. One thing, a couple of things that stand out to me for six, six, 65, see, See, now I'm that's why, that's why I need for 65 that. roses, you know, we go to a lot of races and, um, a couple of things that are really unique about 65 Roses are the fact that it's on the roads. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of great races on the Greenway, and the Greenway has helped make 5Ks very accessible yeah. to the nonprofits here in Cleveland. But one thing that's really special about 65 Roses is it's always been on the roads. Um, it's on the roads yeah. downtown and through campus, and that's really cool. That's yeah. one thing that— It's a beautiful route. It is. Absolutely. If you haven't run that, it's flat and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but it's really cool that you get to run on roads that you otherwise wouldn't get to run on. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, only thanks to the help of— Campus safety and and the Cleveland Police Department, Cleveland Police Department. and City of Cleveland for the parade permit mm-hmm. as well. You Definitely, know, I think it, there's a lot of different entities that sign off on that. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that's really cool about the race, in addition to the run that we are so focused on, is the walk and the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole other kind of element that may be isn't as related to the 5K run, but the, the teams are amazing. They are. Yeah, they they, they raise money themselves and they come all dressed up and um, usually around a, a child that they know and love. So it's that that's been really amazing to to see and be part of over the past couple of years. Yeah, fun fact: sixty five roses was my first ever five k that I oh. ran as a college student. Uh huh. I wonder how many people can say that. Yeah, I think a, you know, a I, lot. A lot of people. Yeah, yes. which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it I is. mean, I'm. I, it's also really accessible for students because I think it was it's free. I think it's mm-hmm. free. It's still, we, yeah. we, for, if you're a Lee student, we let you run free. Yeah, and that's so, amazing. That's it's a great value, and yeah, it gets yeah. people inspired and, to run. And, 
right now this year, all K-12 students in Bradley County Schools and Cleveland City Schools can run for $5 this year. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, again, Lee underwrites the cost of this or others underwrite the cost, certain costs. I don't want to go into all that, but people have been very generous and they, they understand it's about an event, right? It's mm-hmm. about community, town-gown relationships. Yep. And it's very important from both ways, from both the town and from the university. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so, thank you for being the race director for uh, yeah. the I entire so time. I get so much help <laughs> from so many people. You he uh, you he has done it so long. Now we get into we get into race season, and Bill can pull out his folder, and it just. It, it, he can do it in his sleep. <laughs> it's amazing. It's one of the best, really one of the best races that, that Tara is honored to work with. So yeah, we're excited for 65 Roses again this year. Well, tell us a little bit more, because I'm a little, I'm curious about the Greenway. I know we started talking about it, but like what, what year did you ju- jump in helping out with it? And then can you talk to us a little bit about how the expansion of it looked? Sure. So 03 or 04, I was put on the, the Greenway board um, as a citizen representative and there's county representation and city representation and a lot of the the funding for the greenway has come through alternative transportation grants from the state of tennessee very little federal money most of it really has been state monies for those things and the city having its own concrete crew helps too for and the popularity let's say the backbone of the greenway is from and i'm going to go ahead and say this you know from Starbucks, the Village Green, because mm-hmm. we were actually getting ready to go there this year, to Mohawk Drive now, mm-hmm. and we're hopefully go to the soccer fields and then to Charleston and the Hiawassee. We'll see. But, you know, the backbone is, goes right through town, and we've got, depending on the day, at least a 1,000, even on the worst days, we have a 1,000 people. Cold, wet day, there's going to be a 1,000 people on the Greenway in a 24-hour period. It's it's a linear park. It's by far the largest park in Cleveland. Um, we are putting up security cameras. I don't know how widely known that is uh, right now. And it's not that it needs it, but it's just it's just another iteration mm-hmm. in growth. So it, it, it's grown, you know, in stages. We're calling the stage from uh, Willa to Starbucks on the south end. We're calling that phase six. Mm-hmm. We've had five other unique pouring phases all the way up past Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it is the timing of grants. We apply for grants and they don't come. The, the city and county budget money every year in their uh, annual budgets for the Greenway, but it's not certainly not enough for the quality, you know, the, and the lighting. And mm-hmm. we're putting in concrete rather than asphalt. It'll stay longer. We're making it look nice. You know, so it's, it is, again, it beautifies Cleveland. It's, how about, think about this right now. Mm-hmm. Blythe, Arnold, Mayfield, the the crosswalk is now at Stewart, Cleveland High School, Ross Yates, all on the Greenway, mm-hmm. all of them on the Greenway. Yeah. So it's really awesome to have the schools connected if they so choose, and and it's funny <laughs> when William went to ninth grade, hey, you can take the bus. I don't want to take the bus. Here's your bike. Mm-hmm. He rode his bike down the Greenway mm-hmm. to the high school. You know, it's a you know, there's mm-hmm. 12, 1,400 kids in high school. There's one bike chained up, you know, and it's Williams, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So until he turned 16, he rode his bike, mm-hmm. rain or shine, you know, Cleveland High. And that was great. And I think more kids, sometimes I see kids walking there. You know, it's when Doug Berry, Chamber of Commerce, brings in prospective, uh, let's say, companies who are thinking of moving. 
He always shows them the Greenwood. He always shows them the university. He, they want to see quality of life. What's the quality of mm-hmm. schools? What's the quality of parks? They Some of them specifically want to see every city park because that's a real telltale sign on how much a community invests in the community and invests in quality of life. So they love the Greenwood, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, and that's a reason, little known fact, that Terra Running Company is in Cleveland. Um, that was one thing that was really important to the location of a running store is access to runnable areas. And um, now that we're into race timing, I I mentioned before, but really we've seen access to a a place where you can have a 5K in a pavilion that's well lit, safe, and that you don't have to pay for police to close roads makes putting on 5K races really accessible. It's why there's a race in the fall and spring every weekend on the Greenway. Um, so it's, it's really kind of been the catalyst for a lot of races here in Cleveland and events. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm personally thankful as a citizen of Cleveland, Mm -hmm. um, for it. I mean, I'm, I'm probably running on it a a few times a week, three times a week, maybe. And you can go all the way up to the end if you want to get a long Mm -hmm. run in and come back. And yeah, like you said, quality of life. I mean, it's just so, such a great resource. So I'm very thankful for, you know, who, however many years back, whoever mm-hmm. thought to like, we need to do this because different people. I mean, I think you know, I'll name some names for your podcast. You know, Van Deacon early on, Amy Conley Moore, the was the assistant to Gary Davis at the time, and she saw it, got it, helped helped write the early grants, and then once the Greenway Board kind of got taste of it, and it really was the second section from, uh, let's say, Church of God, you know, down to Seventeenth Street. Once that hit, people were like, wow. And then we went north to the gondolier and to what's now Greenway Park, and the bridges are expensive. And so, wow. I mean, once one, man, once that hit, then everybody wants it. We started putting all these spurs and other parts. I think, uh, just to tease your folks, a huge, it's not a backbone, but a huge part of the Greenway coming up is going to be over in Candy's Creek area. We are going to go all the way from I-75 up to the new Westmore um, all the way to Candy's Creek, it's not going to be hard to go from under 75 into Fletcher Park. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be hard to go, we've already got most of the right-of-way from Candy's Lane there to Cleveland Middle School in the Ashley Smith mm-hmm. Park. Now, that's going to be expensive crossing the creek there. All right, we're not sure about how that, and we're, it, it, that's going to be, the, again, crossing Candy's Creek twice mm-hmm. is by far the most expensive. And we're talking as much as a million dollars. But... Think about going from Ashley Smith Park behind Cleveland Middle all the way to Fletcher Park on a greenway. Mm-hmm. That's coming. It's yeah. amazing. It opens up neighborhoods. It opens up community. Yeah. It is, yeah. And again, it's a, it's, excuse the metaphor, it's a marathon, not a sprint, <laughs> right? Yep. It takes a lot. We've been at this 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we've accomplished a lot in 20 years. So now it's a lot more expensive and a lot harder to get these last pieces in. But mm-hmm. it's got such momentum even the way the planning commission handles it and developers, do you leave right away for greenway access? Can we put it in uh, on top of Cleveland Utilities right away access? Right? Mm-hmm. Can we, you know, can we make sure we lay fiber f- or lay wire for lighting access? You know, mm-hmm. so it's a part of every conversation and yeah. development now. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm and homes, uh, homes that are have greenway access, are worth more. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Just, yeah. That's amazing. How lucky we are to live in a place that really makes that a priority and yep. continues to make that yeah. a priority. That's that's awesome. The Terry Girls podcast is sponsored by the Summer Sizzler Race Series, 
a 5K race series celebrating summer. Learn more and register at terrorrunning.com. So you had the Brooks rep here. Yeah, we did. We did. All right, so I've had over 100 pairs of running <laughs> shoes in my life. I was mm-hmm. the other day. Well, well over 100 pair. And you know I'm an Asics guy and have been mm-hmm. for years, Asics communities. But mm-hmm. I'm wearing a pair of Glycerin 20s now, and it's the best shoe I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, my, my body's different than it used to be. My stride is different. I don't know what they've done. I don't follow it close enough anymore, mm-hmm. right? I know they have the DNA in there. Uh-huh. But, oh, my lands, it fits my foot. It is comfortable heel and toe off. Awesome. And I've never had a better shoe than the Glycerin 20. Wow. Yeah. We will so have to tell if you're Glycerin Drew, rep, listen uh-huh. to these. Yep, definitely. Let me We're tell gonna, you. Yep. I, and I've had a lot of shoes. Yep. Uh, and you are a tough critic. We yeah. know I am, I am, when I'm, Dr. Estes does not like his shoes. Oh. We, <laughs> <laughs> we also know when he likes them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to know. We, we can take it. We want the feedback. So good. I'm glad you glad you're enjoying the glycerin. It's a good, super soft max cushion shoe. Nitrogen. Yeah, nitrogen infused midsole. midsole. Mm-hmm. Right. So it should last you a long time too. Whatever, whatever bogus hyperbole <laughs> that is, fine. It no, works. It's actually infused with actual <laughs> nitrogen. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> I do tell any any customer I pull that shoe for uh-huh. and you know I'm talking about it and they're asking about it. I always am saying like I know this sounds gimmicky, <laughs> but it is nitrogen infused. Apparently the midsole starts really small, like like as small as your phone. And then when they infuse it with nitrogen, it gets bigger, like it expands. Oh, it's so like, it's like my stomach. Yeah, exactly. When the nitrogen comes in, it when just you expands. eat, you fill it with those grits, you know, that's and right. it expands. <laughs> nitrogen grits. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Okay, so uh, tell us about some of the best races you participated in in Ooh. your lifetime. So uh, I have a real emotional connection for a lot of reasons to Peachtree. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. we, we've run it in the last 25 years. I bet we've run it 21, 22 times, my family and I. And the kids and I, we always run it if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peachtree has a – we go down. And my, my when my kids think 4th of July, they think Peachtree and then uh, Swedish meatballs. Because we always, <laughs> we always go to Ikea for lunch right after the race. That's amazing. And we, we get a hotel at the finish line. We jump in the pool get dressed, check out, and we go eat Swedish meatballs at Ikea for lunch. And so my kids think of the 4th of July, they always think Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I love that. Um, and and uh, I, I'm not going to name his name. You know, Brian Gallagher ran it with me a few times, and I remember meeting him down there when he just went down solo uh, to run it. And he was a big Braves fan. And he, he was another one of those guys who kind of jumped in, started mm-hmm. running, was one of our running group. Um and so I always have fond memories of Peachtree with him, mm-hmm. other running buddies. But just, I mean, that our family does it every year, and we've kind of got our rhythms down, and we, we go to the same pizza joints. We, you know, we go to the Varsity. We go to Ikea. We'll do the Civil Rights Museum or the World of Coke or the Zoo or the Martin Luther King uh, Memorial, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, every year we do something a little different uh, a Braves game occasionally. We always go see the Cubs, of course, if, mm-hmm. if the Cubs are in town. Um, so that's that's a, that's a very special race to me. Maybe probably the most special outside of 65 Roses. Other than that, I mean, I've run so many cool races over the years uh, that I didn't know were cool at the time. You mm-hmm. know? It's, you know, all of a sudden, you just wind up in. Um, 
And the memorable ones will be like everybody will know, you know, like uh, probably up there would be New York City Marathon was was unbelievable. Wow. When, what it wasn't year, my first marathon. Oh, uh, nine-ish? Okay. Ish. Mm-hmm. Meb beat me, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should talk about my friendship with Meb. I yeah. met Meb in 04, uh, and we... I didn't talk to him in New York in 09. He mm-hmm. was there, really. And he won. He won. Yeah. But I can remember running down First Ave at about mile 16, and it started just people were talking, hey, did you hear Meb win? Meb, what? And, and it, we all freaked out. You know, uh-huh. there were still enough people at, at mile 16. You know, it was like, and you know, you're in that nine-minute mile pace, sub nine or whatever, and it was just the same group you were with for them trudging through the race. And we were all so excited and we all started running faster i mean because it would just spread awesome. it was so cool how it just spread yeah that meb won new york in 09 yeah. so um, wait can we can we pause there and yeah. talk so meb kafleski is a professional runner an american mm-hmm. distance runner who has the greatest american the greatest runner. american distance runner has an olympic medal has won new york has won boston and bill was responsible for bringing <laughs> meb to Cleveland a couple years ago to run 65 Roses, to do some other media events, and to celebrate the year that 65 Roses passed the million-dollar mark of money raised for cystic fibrosis. That was a big thing. Lee University brought him in, you mm-hmm. know, and, and to celebrate 100 years of Lee University, we crossed and we crossed a million dollars raised, and it was worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meb is such a humanitarian, mm-hmm. right? Um no, he, he didn't give me a break on his appearance fee. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's not that close a friend. Yeah. <laughs> but he did go way above and beyond what the contract calls for, right? I mean, he, he spent literally two and a half days with us and did everything we asked. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things he did, I don't think people know, is he went on a run in the Cherokee National Forest with our cross-country team. They went on a 10-miler oh, wow. up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. And he came back. He was beaming. He's like, Bill. I haven't done that since I was at UCLA. That was the greatest day of my life. Like, Mav, come on, man. Aww. You know, he just, he totally ate it up, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, yeah, I met him in 04. He had just won the Olympic silver medal, and he was in Chicago, and nobody knew who he was, and his brother was there who was his agent. I think his brother might have been in law school at the time or just getting out, and and I, nobody knew who they were, but I did, so I just <laughs> talked to both of them, and they're super grounded, super down-to-earth, and... Uh, so I kind of he started developing this team around him, and and that's I, I would just stay in touch occasionally. Not we're not friends. It's not like I have his number, but he we bumped into each other in Birmingham mm-hmm. at the wine race. Um, where else did I see him last? I saw him somewhere else last. I can't remember. So he always asked about Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? He always asked how sixty five. <laughs> what he says, you know, how is it doing? You know, because he's, he's like I can't remember. You know, yeah. Um, great guy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we got to see Meb at, uh, in Austin at the running event mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and um, he signed a book for us and gave us a book, and Brittany told him that she teaches a marathon class at Lee, <laughs> but it came out kind of like she was like, I'm a, run- I'm a running professor. And I said, here's what I said, listen, I am not trying to tell Meb how to run a marathon, but I wanted him to know that he's written a couple books and that... I have the students in my running classes. I teach a spring and a fall one credit running class at Lee. And in addition to running with me once a week, they're required to read a book. And I strongly encourage them to read one of Meb's books. Um, For a while after he came, I required them to read one of Meb's books. He's written, I think, three. So I was telling Meb 
that I teach a running class at Lee, but the point of the story was I make them read your book. And he was like, a running class? Maybe I need to Take learn from you. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. I'm, I'm He's so gracious. He's so he gracious. Is. But we did say, remember when you came to Lee a couple years ago, Cleveland, Tennessee? And he acted like you remembered. I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to be nice. Or like, this girl's an idiot. Why is she trying to tell me how to run? <laughs> I do remember the year he was here and mm-hmm. was running the race. And I remember, you know, I'm like running my 5K, like so slow, but like so into it. And he just, he started like way after everyone, right? Yeah. Like everyone mm-hmm. went, the gun went off, everyone went running. And he was just kind of there at the start chatting. And then I just see out of the corner of my eye, he just like floats past me. Just like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, just flying. Yeah. <laughs> so what I told him, he asked me what to do. I said, well, you shoot the gun, mm-hmm. go off last, run eight minute miles, talk to everybody on your way by. Yeah. Because anybody that's going to run 24 or better, they'll be at the end and want to talk with you and get your picture. So just say hello to everybody as you pass them at eight minute miles. He said, "Okay." So that's I, I did get my picture <laughs> yeah. with him. Did you? Yeah. I was like, "Hey!" And I like. So did everybody else. Yeah. I mean, everybody went home happy that day. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was. It was powerful. Though. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, he came, in addition to that, he ran with the cross-country team. He spoke the night before mm-hmm. at a fundraising dinner. And so there were tickets for sale, you know, a donation to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, where he gave his testimony, and it was uh, amazing. It was an awesome event. Yeah. So, yeah, great memory of Meb and 65 Roses. So you just met him in Chicago? Yeah. Just Okay, I know we we've been all over the place. We're like it is a, it is a Friday afternoon and we're recording this. And we're all over the place. We 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 just like skipped over the part where you got to Cleveland. And I think in my mind you were from Chicago. So then when you were like all about the grits and like the this <laughs> the coke, I was like wait right, wait, right, wait, right, wait wait right. wait wait. So I was born in Memphis. Okay. Um I lived there when King was assassinated. Oh, wow. That's how old I am. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was only one, but mm-hmm. I, you some, uh, I was I was one year old. But the I've lived quite a few places. I moved here from Chapel Hill. Okay, I taught five years inner city Little Rock, went to Chapel Hill for four years for my PhD, and came here. Uh, my undergrad years prior to teaching in Little Rock uh, were in Chicago, at Wheaton College, just mm-hmm. outside the city, in Wheaton, Illinois. My student taught in the city at Proviso East High School. Um, and then stayed teaching uh, urban in urban education uh, for five years in Little Rock. Okay. Yeah, and so then that's how I came here from Cleveland. So sh- you know Schimmel's Park down mm-hmm. here that we run by. So Cliff Schimmel's was my professor and friend at Wheaton. Mm-hmm. We, we and Schimmel's was a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. He was and also an a football coach, and he authored twenty six books. Wow. And he, he wrote a great book on running that used to be in the little. Your little library at Terra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rivals mm-hmm. of Spring. Yep. Uh, YA, young adult. He wrote some young adult novels, and it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite running books uh, that's based on, loosely based on a very true story. So Cliff and I became very, very close uh, for various reasons. And um, when he and Dr. Paul Kahn shared the same editor, because they ghost wrote books. And they had the same editor, and they knew each other. And Cliff kind of got a little fed up at Wheaton and left. Dr. Kahn found out that he wasn't at Wheaton, flew up to meet him, said, hey, come come to my little college, come teach at Lee. Cliff said, okay. So I'm at Carolina getting my Ph.D. Cliff calls, hey, come have lunch with me. Okay. Um, yeah, I got it. So I had lunch with Cliff and Paul Kahn, and he offered me a job, and I came. 
that's how I came to that's how I got to Cleveland uh, because of Cliff. Um, and Cliff died in 01 of a very rare, weird uh, virus or bacteria from Brazil because he'd been in Brazil mm. and it masked as uh, congestive heart failure. Mm. So it was a devastating for all of us, right? And then so when Lee built a park down there on either side of Phil Hour Branch, um, they named it Schimmel's Park. So it's always great to see his name. Uh, and that there's a greenway, a half-mile loop mm-hmm. greenway in Schimmel's Park, and he was a runner. Mm-hmm. And now that's being extended, you know, behind the new track, which is as good a track as there is in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Spring Branch, and we're looking to go down Elm Street and going to connect into the Janus Castile connector. You know, mm-hmm. the greenway's going that way. It's it's wonderful. And Mayfield has access to that through mm-hmm. safety crossings and also. Schimmel's Park is always, you know, it's part of the greenway. It's, it's the universities, but it is part of the greenway system. It's always got people there. Mm-hmm. It is always busy. Yeah. Schimmel's is great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I got here was through Cliff Schimmel's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. The, the, no, that's some of the pieces. To yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I left out a lot, but yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Cl- the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very good. Awesome. Okay, so we could talk forever. Yeah. This is a you've been a wonderful Terra Girls guest. We we appreciate it. Bill was worried about well, what are we going to talk about? I was like, we could talk. <laughs> we could have a podcast about one subsection of any of these. I know. Maybe we'll the have to bring that, you. The fact that we didn't even have the Meb part in our notes. I know. Like, what were we, what were we, we thinking? Did, I know. We wrote questions. And didn't I just totally forgot about the whole Meb thing? We could have had a whole entire podcast about you and Meb and how you're best friends. Um, so, but we're gonna wrap up. We would like to ask your advice for a beginner runner and for a seasoned runner. So, advice for a beginning runner: um, don't wear a watch. It's mm, good. Don't wear. Just go out and enjoy the run. Mm-hmm. And listen learn to listen to your body before you start caring about distance and time and all those other things and putting it in your spreadsheet and tracking mileage on this and reading all this stuff just enjoy the the energy spent and the time and learn to to enjoy the run i don't run with ear buds or pods or whatever they are i don't I don't want any of that. I, you know, I have to wear a heart rate monitor now, okay? I'm sorry about that. My doctor requires <laughs> the heart rate monitor. Uh, and I, actually, that drives my running more now than anything else is my ticker. Uh, yeah, so don't don't run with a watch if you can keep from it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. To, and if you're a kid, hey, if, if you're a parent or a kid, run cross country at middle school today. No discussion. I don't care what place you come in. All the coaches around here will take you in middle school. Just go run. You learn yourself. You learn other people. You learn competition. It's individual as well. And it's fun. And these are coaches that care about kids and like kids. Go run middle school cross country. If your kids are coming in elementary school, get them into middle school cross country. I don't care what it is. Get them going. It makes them active. In the summers, put them on one of the swim teams. Put them on the water dogs or put them on the aqua tigers. Every morning they're swimming a mile or more. It's wonderful. It creates good discipline. It creates just healthy life. Um, do those things. So if you're a beginning runner, don't wear a watch. Just enjoy it. Learn to listen to your body uh, and stretch more than you think. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I don't think people, the beginning runners, stretch enough. Mm-hmm. 
Some of the seasoned runners I don't, don't stretch enough. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a seasoned runner, you're not going to listen to me. So, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. Um, I think, okay, if you're a seasoned runner, here's the only thing I'd say. I, uh, running at this point is all mental. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're not as fast as you were. You're not what you were. And so you, if you were driven by those things, you've got to find other motivation than those things. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call somebody out. Bumped, yeah, all right. Here. <laughs> Billy Martin. I bumped into Billy Martin today. Mm-hmm. Billy Martin, president of First Horizons here in town. Great guy. Lives lives in my down the street and around the corner from me. He was so excited about 65 Roses talking to me about it today. He says, I'm now in the 45-year-old age group. So I'm not, I don't mean to tell you your age there, Billy, okay? <laughs> I'm in the 45, and so I'm going to get a mug. You know, he's going to uh-huh. finish top three and get a mug. Um, I remember those days, right? Um, but I think you, you, as you mature in running, you run for different reasons and just start finding and looking for those. Um, because, and, and it can be those things. Oh, I'm in this new age group, so I have motivations. Some people are wired that way and they have to be that way. There's so much more to running than the time that you put in or the miles. There's so much more you can get out of it. And I don't mean to be spiritual, but I, I be- becoming more more of an Anglican and being liturgical. I'm even finding using prayer time, being liturgy, being methodic with my with my pacing. It's interesting. Even praying for my kids in a certain way. I mean, I, I mean, I'd have been a great Catholic early if I'd been <laughs> mm-hmm. a, if I, early on. I, maybe I'll get like, but you know, being Anglican is just They'll right. You know what? You. They haven't missed your chance. But being Anglican is just right. So it's really changed. You know why I run, my motivations, what I expect to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it. Yeah, so I think if you're a seasoned runner, man, it's all mental. Find find your why. Your why is changing. It really helps identify who you are. I know that I don't mean to be all new agey, but you, you yeah, I think it's a, it's important to you. It's part of who you. But there's so many other things that cloud running that cloud. Oh, this is what it is, or this is what it should be, and all that marketing thing. But it it, it can be so much more impersonal. Go find it. Go find it. Mm -hmm. All right. Our final lap question, um, which is a big one. We we kind of pre-warned you a little bit, but you can still take some time to think about it. What do you hope your life will look like in 10 years? (laughs) I know. We're sitting here. We're laughing. We're joking. And then we're like. And then we like drop the bomb. Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't. I, got, I actually have very specific answers for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Multiple answers. Um, and I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I would have go into my not, Terracos <laughs> podcast. You do not need to do I, that. Uh, because I, you know, I, those, those are, uh, man, those are, those are even existential. You know, mm-hmm. who are you? Why are you here? Questions are mm-hmm. so existential. I want to say this, you know, I, I find that what, what, Ten years from now, I, it's all about my kids. Mm-hmm. My, I have two great kids, and so pretty much my wife and I, while they've been here, every decision we've made is for them, for their betterment. We we spend money, we plan experiences, we we have revolved our lives around giving them every opportunity in life to be successful. And so I think that's going to continue. You know, in ten years, it's not about where I am. I just want to see my kids well adjusted. On they are, they're already this way. Like it's really, I'm in a transition stage, and so answering that question is really difficult sometimes because if it's all about my kids and my kids are in transition, they're on their own. They're not 
on on us anymore, you know. And so it's like, how do you move from being, you know, how do you move to being a consultant? I just read a book called uh, Raising Adult Kids. Keep your mouth shut and the doormat out. You know, <laughs> I mean, so I mean, you're reading these books on how to be an adult parent, you know, mm-hmm. and and so I think a simple answer to that would be. Um, 10 years from now, I'll be in another phase of life and I want to be um, efficient and effective and have purpose. I know that revolves around my family. I think I, I want to serve Lee and Cleveland, uh, uh, the Mission Cleveland, our church, the, the parish that we go to. I want to serve my family. You know, so I want to teach well. I still want, I want to teach more maybe in 10 years. You know, I, I think uh, I've gotten to be a better teacher uh, and uh, I'd like to do more of that. So, uh, that's a that's a pretty soft answer. No, that's I'm that's not perfect. Get too personal. I'm not going to get too awesome. personal. That's perfect. Yeah. No, we appreciate it so much. And I running think... stays in that, right? Yeah, you know, I got to stay healthy if I'm going to if I'm going to be that age and have vigor and, and yeah, ability. I, I need to. I got I got to lift weights now, and I got to I got mm-hmm. to run and keep my heart rate up for 20 minutes three times a week. And live, you know, I got to do all those things. And yeah, running's a part of that. Staying active, and it certainly helps having Tara in town and other groups and. Um, and, and a university here and a greenway and a, and a community. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing yeah. to end on, isn't it? It is. Yes. That was a great, great way to wrap it up. We didn't even practice that. <laughs> well, we, we never practiced. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, well, we want to thank you so much yes. for being on our podcast. We um, have the utmost respect for yes. Dr. Estes. We are so excited that you got to share a little bit about you and about running in Cleveland and um how that all works together uh, on, on our podcast today. Thank you all for taking time out of your day and listening. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls. Inspiring people one runner at a time. The Terra Girls podcast is brought to you by Terra Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Named one of the best running stores in the country, Terra Running Company offers top-notch customer service and all the best running and walking brands. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Carrying brands like Hoka, Brooks, On, and New Balance, we also have the best fit specialists to help you find the best shoe for you. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at terrarunning.com.